Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. I was wrong. <laughs> I sent you the Marlin invite. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're stupid. Oh, What's this wee shit? <laughs> it, no, I, this is a team effort, okay? You didn't. You didn't really work with the song, so we was the next best option. So there's that. Oh my gosh! Whoops! <laughs> I was trying so hard not to do that, man. Jesus. I was trying so hard not I to swear, do that. If we lose Polly because you sent him the wrong invite. I'm gonna go get a pack of camels and never come back. <laughs> I will cry. Like, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. Sad. I'm gonna take that nine-hour drive to Bozeman. And be like, hey, can we just do it from your front porch together with my phone? <laughs> right. Talk. You had one job. I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, you do have a lot of jobs. I understand <laughs> that. But this was an important job, which was sending the right invite. <laughs> Tell him he's more than welcome to join the Marlin recap if, you, if he wants. By all he's means. Just, yeah, he's just got to catch up on this next episode before we do it on Saturday night. Holy shit, there oh, he is. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> All right, let's see. I should be connected now. All right, somebody say something. You could... All right, not yet. Let's try that again. All right. right. I got you guys now. I got you guys. Oh, look at us doing a awesome. Verizon commercial now. Right. That's it. We're in here. <laughs> All right, Polly. Well, hey, thank you so much for jumping on board with us. Uh, my name's Rick. Uh, this is my wife, Karina. Hi. Uh, and then we got Josh, who you've been talking back and forth with, I believe. Are you guys related? No. Me and Josh, no, no. Just, just bald same and facial beard. hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> same, same facial hair. I'm chubby and ugly, so it's, a, it's an easy cover. Wow. <laughs> no, dude, you're beautiful. I'm yeah, chubby Josh, and ugly. See, Josh, he just he just called you chubby and ugly, dude. No. That's what I just did, yeah, right? Unbelievable. I still love uh, you, Josh. And then, dude, if you run out of time, just let us know and we'll cut it short. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we'll, hey, we'll keep it fun. Uh, you know, if, if we could if we could keep it before uh, the 10:30 mark, I, I'd be forever grateful because I'll start to close. My eyes will literally start to shut as we're doing this. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, yeah, we can. No, but listen, but I I don't know. Most people probably don't know this. I'm up at like I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. I'm usually asleep by like 8:30. Uh, oh. You know, so <laughs> you guys get it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, this is this is just a side theme for fun. I'm up at five thirty at work by yeah. six thirty till about six o'clock at night every night. So I'm yeah. This is usually my wind and, down time. And right that here. and that's why I'm all about yeah, I'm all about jumping on uh things like this because I support I support the side hustles. Uh, I'm all about like side hustles. Like we said, thank you for taking the time. We know how busy you guys are, um, because not only are you guys entrepreneurs. But you guys also have, you know, your own side gigs that you're constantly working on. So, hey, before you were on TV, anything like that, what was your goal? Like, what were you trying to accomplish? Were you in sports? You know, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, my the only plan that I had was being a professional athlete, you know, and uh, I, I chased it with every ounce of my being. You know, my career was 
like loaded with injuries. Somehow I still made it D1, still managed to get drafted to the MLS, but just plagued injury after injury. And that's what ultimately ended my career. I almost, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise in a way, because I'm just that stubborn uh, person that kind of plays through injuries. So it's almost like my, when my injuries happened, they were like bad injuries yeah. because it'd be like, I wouldn't, like I would have like a grade one or two tear in like a ligament. And I'd be like back in the old, you know, mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to play through the injury because what is pain? Like that's weakness leaving the body and all that shit. And then <laughs> when the ligament would get torn all the way through, I'd be like, ah, nope, that's, that was my body telling me I should probably <laughs> not do that. And, uh, and it's yeah. funny how the, the mindset of athletics has changed. And I, you know, I have an exercise science degree uh, and all that stuff. And like the, the emphasis on like, uh, rehab and prehab and taking breaks and rest time, like that stuff just didn't exist back in the day. And, and my body for sure is, uh, is feeling it nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, I'd never reached any type of level like that. I played, you know, high school sports, but it was the same kind of mentality. Like you don't want to show any type of weakness. It's just, you know, get on there. Don't lose your spot. And I had a couple injuries I probably shouldn't have ignored, but you know, you're 16 or 18 or 20 and you make some stupid decisions. And at the end of the day, it's just part of growing up, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen, concussions didn't exist when we were playing sports. Exactly. Like <laughs> I talked to her about it, like, cause our eight year old wants to be, he's like, I want to play football. We're like, you can play flag football. Like there's no point in doing it at eight years old. Yeah. When you're in high school and you're, you can make a, a sound decision. We'll have a conversation, but until then it's not worth doing. Without a doubt. Um, and I, and I think a lot of people are, are going that route as well. My thing is with, with kids and, you know, obviously I'm not a parent, um, you know, and the way my parents were with me, my brother and sister, very old school, very like discipline, um, no excuse mentality. And I think there's still a way to instill that without the, you know, running through a brick wall, you know, mindset. So it's almost like uh, when people say work smarter, not harder, you can apply that to sports nowadays, as long as you tell them that participation trophies aren't cool. That's the one that's the one hard no that I got when it comes to sports. Do not tell sixth and seventh place kids that they're number one. No, you <laughs> tell them that they that as long as they gave their all, that's what matters. So my dad threw out second place trophies. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely need my son down here for this part. He played uh he started off in hockey. Um and then he played football and basketball and baseball. And his baseball coach was like, damn, you're pretty good for a hockey player. <laughs> but he ended up getting a concussion. And, uh, dude, that's the scariest thing for me. It was more scarier for me than it was him. But I stayed up with him all night, and he was good. But that was what, all I was ever worried about was a concussion for him. The good thing about young kids uh, is, is they'll bounce back from it. And as long as it's not consistent, uh, you know, I don't even want to say the, the amount of concussions that I've had because it, who knows uh, – <laughs> this if this circulates i don't need any medical professionals being like he's not fit to compete um, <laughs> you know and then, i mean like listen i i have all these concussions i'm like oh let me do bobsled which has like the second highest rate of uh cte next to football and then uh and then i'm like yeah fuck it i guess i'll do a boxing match like whatever so <laughs> it, don't yeah. don't don't let your kids turn out to be like me when it comes to sports <laughs> <laughs> So you played a lot of sports and, you know, obviously that didn't work out the way that you had thought. So you go from that into reality TV. It seems like kind of a big jump. So how did you get interested in getting on reality TV? Um, and was Big Brother the first uh, show that you were interested in? 
So I, I don't think people realize that there was like a giant gap between like athletics ending and reality TV starting. So I was maybe 22 when um, athletics ended. And then uh, Big Brother, I was 27. Um, oh, wow. If I, if I remember correctly. So five years had gone by. I'd been living in Manhattan. I, you know, I, I was working uh, full time in Manhattan, uh, nine to five. And then I was a promoter at uh, nightclubs Thursday to Sunday. And then I worked as a personal trainer before my nine to five and a Krav Maga instructor after my nine to five. And then on the weekends, I also emceed uh, weddings, sweet 16s and bar and bat mitzvahs. So, yeah. So (laughs) for, yeah, for a good amount of my life, I'd say for the, so for three years of living in Manhattan, that was my life. I had gotten my, my brother, started working for the entertainment company that I was working for on the weekends. That's how he got on Big Brother when he was 23. So I would have been 25. So that was my last year that I would have been living in Manhattan. I had no uh, aspirations of going on reality TV. Like, are you the one season one hit me up? And I, you know, I I didn't even know what the hell it was. All I knew is I was dating some Australian art director for Seventeen Magazine. And she was like, if you go on that show, I'll cut your fucking balls off. And I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm not saying like I was going on. I'm just saying I got the opportunity to go on it. Um, I was like, but it doesn't sound like my cup of tea. I would never do a dating show. I was like, I don't want to do a dating show. I want to do a competition show. Um, Right. Yeah. That that relationship didn't last long anyway, but (laughs) needless to say, I never expected to be on reality TV. Uh, When Cody got on, Um, I actually started my, I left Manhattan. I started my own soccer training company. I started my own entertainment company and I was actually helping big brother with their casting when they would come to the East coast. So in New York and in Philly and in New Jersey, I would set them up at the venues. I would bring the speakers. I would organize all of that stuff. And, you know, once again, because I, I was just like, you know what? Like I would love to just be like that behind the scenes person, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I never expected to kind of get on. And one day I was in the middle of uh, a candle lighting ceremony at a sweet 16 and I'm getting like 10 phone calls from the casting director, big brother, you know? So I'm thinking there's like an emergency. Cause I had talked to them like three days prior and they're like, cast is set. Thank you so much. And I was like, all right, cool. And then they're like, Hey, we're thinking about going a different direction. You want to go on? And like, my whole thing is all about like, you know, respect, uh, regardless of what people may think out there, or what you see on the show. Uh, it's always about respect. So my first thing was like, all right, let me talk to my brother. I want to make sure that, you know, he doesn't think that I'm trying to like, you know, step in, mm-hmm. take any spotlight, do any of that stuff. And he was like, no, nah, right. dude, like, go on, just, you know, just, uh, just don't let the competitive side come out. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, but now I know exactly what <laughs> he meant by giving me that advice. Um, yeah. If there's one way to sum up me when it comes to like, whatever, and I'm, I'm pretty good at it now, like when it's outside of playing for money, uh, which is what these shows are. Yeah. Uh, but as a kid growing up, like I, I, I was always the one fucking pissed off if I lost breaking shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it is. Like you see these yeah. videos, people throwing controllers through a TV. Only video games weren't as popular when I was a kid. So, you know, just they picture me punting a ball into a window or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's basically how I got on, on reality TV in a nutshell. I, I never really uh, wanted to do it. You know, but then I, I did it and I never really looked at it as reality TV. I just was like, oh, there's money at the end of this and I could try and win it. Like, sure. Like, let me do that. It's an opportunity, right? Something new. Yeah. I mean, I just, 
like, listen, I, I, I completely understand where a lot of the, um, a lot of the OGs are coming from when they're like, uh, things have changed. You know, people don't look at getting on reality TVs anymore, uh, other than a, a way to get more followers and, and, you know, put on this persona that is their persona. They come in with like preconceived things of what they're going to say, what they're going to do, uh, what they're going to look for. Regardless of any, what anybody says about me, like, I, I never really, I, I don't even have the time or the care, um, you know, to do that. Like, I, you know, I really uh, just authentically love competing and I love trying to win, uh, you know, and I could lose every fucking time. But the, the thrill of being able to, like, have the opportunity to win, like, that's why you played sports, right? You didn't just quit yeah. after one season when you didn't win a championship. Right. You figured it out. You you got the uh, the excitement again in preseason, like, oh, my God, this is going to be our year. And then you go in and you play the season, and maybe it's your year or not, right? But you right, never exactly. quit. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's It's funny you bring that up because it's very similar to the conversations we've had with Marlon and, you know, um, multiple other of our guests that have had that athletic background is at the end of the day, it's really about the competition side. And even we've talked about the simple fact that, you know, if it came down to a million dollars, like, we're husband and wife. She'll, she'll lie to me for that million dollars. You know, she'll buy me something nice, but she's going to lie to me for that million. You I'll know? buy you something so, pretty when we get home. So like, we get it. Like, you know, it's, it's a competition. Like it gets cutthroat. It is what it is. And uh, like, I'm going to preface this and I kind of wanted to get into this in the beginning. And I, I'm sorry, Josh, I'll let you get into this too. But I want to be upfront about this and say that, you know, I understand that who you are on TV is not who you are in person. That goes from majority of people on TV, right? Like you're two totally separate different people to a degree. Now your competitiveness comes out and all that, but I understand that some of it is to make good TV at the same time. Uh, no, no, I disagree. Yeah, okay. no. Uh, I actually dislike all the people that feel as though they need to put on the character you know, for TV because what you see on TV no matter what it is, like that's, that's authentically me. Like when you see me going ape shit on somebody, it's because I'm getting in their face, right? Like when you see me talking shit, when you see me doing all that stuff, I'm full on in game mode, how I would be if I was playing against you in a game. If you ever played against me in a wrestling match, in a fight, uh, in a soccer match, the physical component is one aspect, but the mental component is completely different. And I start chipping away at that thing right from the first whistle being blown. Right. And, I was always the kind of athlete, like before the game, like friendly, like shaking hands, talking to, you know, my friends on the other team, you know, people on the other team, uh, you know, at the weigh-ins, same stuff. As soon as the whistle blew, it was just like chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Even if it's like softening them up, like, hey, you know, how's it going? Do you have a good week? You know, who's here watching you in the thing? Boom, boom, boom. First tackle, hit. Oh, dude, it's going to be a long fucking game for you. Whew. Long game. And it's like, it's not no malicious intent. No. Uh, behind it it's just kind of like you're chipping away you're chipping away then they get pissed they clip you and you're just like oh dude like come on man like am I getting to you that much you, you're not fast enough like come on you don't gotta hit me like that you know so what people who say that they put on a persona for tv like when you're in the interview interview rooms yeah like you need to bring it right you know but as far as a persona like these are not I, I think that's part of the reason why the current season is having so much of an issue because the lack of authenticity and, and it's just coming across, even though it's not a scripted show, it's coming across as, as, as if it's scripted, you know, or at least that's my interpretation of it when I've watched it. Right. 
So for me, I feel as though the natural drama and the natural, um, you know, authenticity of the show comes from people being real and authentically uh, themselves. And that's just how I've always approached it. I, when I go in there, I just have studied personality types to a T where the only thing I do is I observe people and I sit back and I watch and I say, all right, so this person fits into this type, this type, this type. There's only really four main types of personalities that people fit into. So once you figure that out, you know exactly what manipulates them, what maneuvers them, what makes them tick, what drives them insane, right? So that I feel if more people focused on that, it would be an authentic thing, right? Like when Car and I, you know, were doing them, all everybody made fun of us for was, ah, you know, the challenge is their life. All they do is train, eat, sleep, breathe the show. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, we're getting paid for this. Why don't you do the same thing? It didn't yeah. take me long to go back and watch every single season of the challenge when I knew I was getting casted, right? Mm-hmm you know, to be able to study every single person that I might go against, to see every single daily or elimination before I have to see there. And then I could look at it and be like, all right, I'm going to dissect this because it kind of looks like this from this season. And all right, this person's having this conversation with me. It seems like they're giving me the runaround the way they did on this season, you know, and it allows me to, you know, enforce like my level of strategy and politics. Now, obviously all that depends on are you feared as a competitor? Yes or no, right? All right. So I've never won. I'm okay with all the jokes. Like it comes with the fucking territory. Um, yeah. But yeah. At, the, at, at the end of the day, when I'm there, it's very hard to outperform me in a daily. It's very hard to uh, look at an elimination and be like, shit, is this the right one to throw Paulie into? You know what I mean? Like I haven't gotten any eliminations that go to my strengths, my grappling background, my agility, and any of that stuff. I've gotten puzzles and, um, you know, spinning around on a wheel and, yeah. you know, uh, like things like that. Like it, it upsets me um, that I haven't really gotten to show that stuff. But if you watch the dailies, if I'm not finishing first place, I'm always finishing top three or four in anything. And that plays into leverage. And I don't think people understand how important it is to have that leverage in the game. So the natural aspect of the tensions in the game, like some of these people can't go a day without drinking alcohol. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. Nothing against people who do it, but I'm there to try and absolutely annihilate everybody, mentally, physically, all that stuff. You got people in there that start losing their minds if they don't drink in a day. You got people that lose their minds if they're not getting cigarettes. You've got people that lose their minds if we don't get to go out to a bar. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, if time goes on, these people are gonna go crazy. Good TV is going to happen naturally when you add the component of pressure of that a lot of people are afraid to go home and what their edit might be, right? I don't yeah. give a shit what my edit is. Like I, I fucking welcome whatever it is because you're seeing exactly how I am if I'm in a competitive setting. If we're having a beer outside, whatever, sure. Like I, ne I don't shut down when I'm in the house. Even if I'm out at the bar and people are coming up to me thinking that they're getting information out of me, I'm giving away nothing and taking everything. Makes sense. I mean... I think you're absolutely right on as far as the more competitiveness and more competitors that there are in the house that are there to really put forward uh, to want to win the game. It creates a natural drama amongst the competition itself. Mm -hmm. And I do think that 
that was part of it in War of the Worlds. Like there were some real serious competitors there, including you and Kara and Jordan, and that bred a natural competition, including with Turbo and everyone else. You know, so I, it makes sense to me what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of set the tone when we first meet you on the challenge. You're like, I'm Polly. If you like me, thank you. If you don't, fuck you. <laughs> well, I mean, you came up. Those were the first words that came out of your mouth. You kind of set the tone to who you were and that you you weren't going to back down. So we thank you for that moment. I just oh, watched I'm it again. I'm, so. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it, it saddens me when I see things go out there. And it's not a lot of people, but there are some people being like, hey, you know, it's a reality show first. It's like, you can't say it's a reality show first and praise the OGs in the same sentence because back in the day, those people were very fit and, and athletic people. You know what I mean? Like when you watch like those old challenges, like everybody, whether they were like regular people or like coming from an athletic background, it at least looked like they all did athletics at some point in, the, in their life. And the argument of the fact that, you know, back in the day, people were just genuinely more athletic versus the general population now also, you know, could probably play into the fact, you know, I'm pretty sure at all of our ages, we could probably still kick some 20 and, you know, 20 year olds asses in the sports that we play just because they're naturally softer, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think, I think the competition level is not as fierce as it once was, you know, and it's me and Josh talk about this often because when we were growing up, it was don't show emotion. That's a sign of weakness. You know, you go full tilt all the time. You never stop those are the kind of things that were installed in this. And I see that it's not now, but I see that there's a different emphasis being put on. And I don't want to put down any type of generational gaps because I feel like everybody does that. And that goes into a really big tangent on a long subject of different things that will eat up the whole amount of time talking to you about. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got one question here and I know it'll take up the whole hour and I'm really trying to save it for towards the end, just so I can get your clip on it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm friends with Corey, kind of, sort of, you know, we talked a lot and um, him and Michaela came out and saw you um, and you guys did hiking and you're like your videos and pictures like made me tired. <laughs> but who else from Big Brother do you still hang out with? Are you, are you still friendly with most of the cast or you just cast or you just have a slight few? So my relationship with reality TV people is limited. I do have people that I keep in touch with, um, you know, Corey Brooks from my season, no matter what, he's always going to hold a special place in my heart. He's out in California doing his thing uh, with his girlfriend, Cam, obviously her and I uh, have a special uh, bond. Uh, we knew each other before uh, reality TV, uh, both from Jersey, both Scorpios, both went to Rutgers, you know, so we have that. Um, he's in a pod Cam right there. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, that's why she's the only one on War of the Worlds, too, that I went up to and I said, you, we got to figure this shit out. Like, you see what yeah. I'm seeing. Let's figure this shit out. Because nobody else saw what we saw. And, and it was crazy to me because I was like, I was like hey, uh, we're going to be in trouble if we don't start, like, pulling numbers ourselves. Because uh, it seems like everybody on one side is pretty set that they're all going to work together. But anyway, um, Kaylee, she's always had my back with everything that has gone down, uh, you know, whether it's stuff you've seen in the news and, and whatnot, she's always been a sound piece of advice. And the reason why I keep myself pretty distant from reality TV people is because I was, a, I, was a, I was not introduced into reality TV immediately, right? I got to live all my life uh, doing what I did. I was a shy ass introvert, you know, 
got like got bullied my whole life, but had a badass father that was basically like, if you get bullied, you better not come crying home. You better fight him right then and there, like on the spot. So I couldn't come home crying. I had to get my ass kicked until I learned how to not get my ass kicked. And then when that happened, then it's like multiple people kicking my ass. And then I had to learn how to beat multiple people's asses at the same time, which I think plays into what you see on TV where people are like, oh, he's just fucking angry all the time. I'm like, I'm not really angry. It's just when I feel as though I'm getting bullied, I don't play victim. I just give it back to you until you want to fucking cry about it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I keep myself distanced because I lived my life. I was an athlete. I lived that life. I lived in the real world for five years before entering reality TV. And when I entered reality TV, I quickly realized that a lot of these people, um, their emotional maturity is still back in high school. And, um, and I like to be mindful of my energy. And I don't like people who suck my energy from me. And I feel as though relationships formed throughout reality TV are probably the most inauthentic relationships that you can have, which is why I only have a few. And which is why most people, they know nothing about me. So they just spew whatever they think is going to stick. Because people only want to get close to you to learn what they can use against you in this world. So the further away I stay from everybody, they can't use anything against me. And if I ever play a game with them, I owe nobody nothing. So when these people get butthurt over moves that I make, I, I don't know, understand why they get upset. We're in a game. I, I owe you nothing. You're not my friends. You're not my family. I don't like you. I genuinely don't like these people. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not lying when I say that I don't like these people. I can't be fake around them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, yeah. they just they don't do it for me. Like I, 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 I have my friends, I have my family. I love them. I love interacting, uh, you know, with, with people like y'all, you know, anybody that I, that I meet and I'm blessed to meet, um, you know, through this making everybody laugh and, and dancing and, and, you know, like doing movie quotes and doing all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. you don't you don't see any of that stuff. Like I reenacted the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises in the redemption house, my first <laughs> season, because everybody was so bored. And I said, I have all the lines from both those movies memorized. You want me to just do it since we're Holy bored? Shit. I could kill like six hours right now and did oh the whole thing. Um, oh, that's God. great. And, uh, you know, and like little things, like people don't see the softer side, you know, of me. Like when I do see people who are genuinely struggling uh, in the house, because it's a lot, you know, and even yeah. if I'm going against them, I'll pull them to the side and I'll be like, hey, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's not that bad. Like it is what it is. Don't take it personal. Like, it's just a game. You know what I mean? Like, it's a game. Like I'm going to, I'm coming at you, but I don't want you to be hurt by that. Like fucking get some balls and fucking come in my face again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not come on my face, but come at my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of the, the comments that you posted to your Instagram. Ask me a question and you, you just hit one of them. <laughs> My God, <laughs> dude! Those some of the shit you get online, oh some of the shit, I, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's a whole to, other story. To <laughs> add on real quick, the, uh, the challenge and talking about Big Brother with the Big Brother Alliance right now, would you fit in there? And if you did, where would you fit in? Would that be able to work? You know, I don't know. I think I kind of pride myself on the fact that even though I came from Big Brother, I really don't think too much of the fandom considers me Big Brother. I don't yeah, think I fit that. into I don't think I fit into that mold of them. I kind of feel like I, I bleed more of a challenger through and through. The only thing I ever wanted, uh, you know, when I got on that uh, the call to that, uh, and I, you know, watched the seasons from one, you know, until 
it would have been vendetta. I was supposed to go on vendettas. I blew out my ankle, which is why they put me on X on the beach. And then I came on Final Reckoning. So I'd watched all the seasons up until Dirty 30. And then I watched Vendettas uh, after I came off X on the Beach. And I was like, man, like this, this show is really missing like that old school, like punch in the face. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to stay true to myself. And I loved that old school feel like when people would fight and just be nasty and not give a fuck and win shit and talk shit and all that stuff. So that's, that's, all, I, that's all I cared about uh, coming into it. You know, so I don't think I would fit in. Uh, I don't think I'm considered big brother. You know, I, I'd be interested to see like what Fessy and Casey are actually like in the game, uh, you know, playing it. Cause I could only really go by like who I know of them in person. Uh, but for me, anybody, once you enter that game, the fact that there's eliminations, if you're not as bold as you want to fucking be, like you don't belong on the show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. ultimately you could say and do whatever the fuck you want, which is why I love it more than Survivor and Big Brother. Because if you're an asshole on Survivor and Big Brother, you just get voted off. <laughs> yeah. Leading into kind of like what you're saying, I think you and specifically Devon, when you guys came on, even though you're Big Brother players, I think most of the fandom doesn't see you two as Big Brother players. They see yeah. you more of as challenge players. Yeah. Even though Devon's done, I believe, three seasons of Big Brother now. But, right. you know. Yeah. And and I did like the the camaraderie that you guys did have, you know, on the seasons that you guys were on together. I thought you guys worked really well together, too. And it kind of leads into with you having kind of the background that you do with, you know, doing helping with some of the casting calls and, and before you were on the show and being on the challenge and seeing the difference between the two. From what you've seen on Big Brother, do you think there are certain people on there that would make a really good impact on the challenge? Are you talking about on uh, on Big Brother, like on the current yeah. seasons? Yeah, like the last couple seasons since you've been on, if you've caught any. I haven't really, uh, I haven't really watched, but I feel as though, um, from a personality standpoint, Kyland and um, Tiffany from BB23. Yeah, um, from the cookout. Yeah. From a from a personality standpoint, like here's the thing: is like I feel as though the challenge needs needs those personalities. Like, and, and I'm not talking, you know, like it. It's one thing to have like the the characters who are you know there as fillers, but you just need some gritty. You need some gritty people. You need substance. Um, you need gritty people. You need people. I think my biggest problem with the with with the past um, three seasons, uh, you know, not that uh, Total Madness and Double Agents, uh, you know, I I I thoroughly enjoyed them. I thoroughly enjoy watching the show, but the only thing that has gotten me is is the kumbaya ness. You know what I mean? And yeah. part of that could be uh, because I wasn't, welco I wasn't welcomed in that way. Um, and I didn't want to be welcomed in that way. You know, but the whole thing where it's just kind of like going into the season, we're all friends. Um, moves happen and everybody's just like, no, 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 it's okay. I, I get it. Thank you. Thank you. And then, and then they, come back, they come back from an elimination. It's like, oh, it's all good. I get it. I understand why you had to do it. Yeah. Like even yeah. if you do understand, like come back into the house and be like, fuck you, bitch. I'm coming after your head. Yes. Yeah. Like, please exactly. just do it. It's not that hard to just <laughs> just to just say fuck you to somebody that throws you into an elimination. Look, like, and I think there's I think CT is like one of the few left, like, especially in the current season, where like if you ruffle him the wrong way, he'll he'll 
turn up like that but he's at a point in his career where i think he just does ruffles him nobody he no. doesn't ruffle him and he just wants to just lay low like there's no point yeah. in it for him uh, um, i mean when i when i did seasons with ct i was like this ain't the ct that i've that i've watched i'm like this isn't the guy you know yeah. even I, like that's why i had no problem carrying him on war of the worlds too because i'm just like eh, whatever you know yeah. like what's he gonna do like he he i don't he might have been acting I don't know, but he was not the same CT that I had known and been like, where's this animal? If double agents and uh, spies, lies, and allies CT showed up on any season that I'd be on and I saw him with the body like that, I would be like, nope. Yeah. Get out, bye. I'd be like, be like no, 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 hold on a second. You're not flying under the fucking radar this season. No, like, God, no. I've seen that body before and I've seen what that body can do. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, you ain't no dad bod right now. You're coming in jaw chiseled. Uh, you know, Bro, yeah. looking like, like a Calvin too. Klein model. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, 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 thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bro, and that's the thing is like, I think this, I don't know if you saw last week where they were doing that heights over the water where they were running across. Like he looked like he was fucking out for a walk. It was nothing to him. Everybody else is like struggling to get across, like going across it. And it's nothing. He's just, yep, yeah, Sunday walk. I got this. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it was like smacking the uh, fucking boulders <laughs> Away, yeah. away yeah. whatever those things were those movies. <laughs> yeah, fucking throwing them at him. But but that go it goes back to so like when you think about like characters like staples of the show and you and you look at like you know people who say oh you know like we don't want to see athletes well then why are all the favorites of the show like the more athletic people exactly. why why are the why are the legends that everybody's like icons 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 why are they more why are they the more athletic people yeah you know what I mean exactly. Like, Nobody remembers third place. Trust me, I, I, unless, unless I guess unless they're talking about the times that I lose, because I, I nobody has forgotten. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll give you credit. Look, like, and I'm gonna put this out there right now. Like, I understand the War of the Worlds two incident. I mean, to be out there in talking to the cast that we have and the final that it was that we didn't see the parts that we didn't, and you going out like you did, like. Dude, I can't talk shit because I couldn't do that shit. Hell no. You know what I mean? And then uh-uh. on Final Reckoning, I mean, we've all talked about it. We thought, you know, Natalie doesn't run, run the wrong direction. You guys win that final. It's not even Easy. close. It's not even close at that point. You know, and that might cap off one of the greatest male rookie seasons. Because, I mean, the constant underdogs that year. Man, that was, that was, that was an insane time. I mean, yeah, that one was sad. I don't know, like the, I think the War of the Worlds 1 ending kind of probably hurt me the most. I'd say War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2 equally hurt me just because I shouldn't have dove in head first with a fucking helmet on from like 30 feet in the air. That was dumb. So I'm very fortunate and blessed that I didn't break my neck. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. On that. But it it is, that one hurt because like, uh, you know, Carr and I had like kind of come together and like the only thing that I, wanted that season was like make it you know we had won all those dailies we dominated the season physically uh we didn't have to play politics and i was just like yeah it'd be kind of sick to like run this final get my first win put a cherry on top of like probably what would have went down as one of the most dominant physical you know seasons in the history and then i would have been able to be like all right you know what like i uh i feel good calling myself a champ you know, and, and, and being proud, like being like, you know, what, like, like we're dating, you know, she ain't dating a screw up, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so that one hurt 
there. And then the War of the Worlds 2-1, you know, that one hurt uh, just because um, it, that could have been one that we won together. And then it would have been like a cherry on top, of like her getting a third win, me getting my first win. The only thing I could take away from it is, you know, the fact that I actually finished the final. I'm like, all right, at least I know like my brain can like control my body. So now I just have to make sure that my body's prepped for anything because I had prepped my body for strictly running. So I always go into the season heavy. And then by the end, I'm down to 150 pounds because it's just cardio. But now I've been training myself to be at 185 and be okay with that weight, just in case I ever make a final again. And they're like, it's a carrying final. You have to carry this heavy ass weight for all this you know, time, Yeah. Right. Um, you know, people who understand um, exercise science, like time over tension, that's going to kill you uh, almost more than like if you had to run because um, you could use kinetic energy when you're running because the momentum keeps you going. But when time over tension is coming and you're not moving, like I, I got obliterated and ain't, ain't no way 150 pound me was, uh, was, was fucking doing shit with that. But you live and learn, you know, I, I thought I, I thought I had, put together like almost the best team that I could have in terms of people who could do puzzles, people who could do math, cardio machines. And I figured when all was said and done overall, we were a strong team that could carry their own weight or at least, you know, 50 pounds more of their weight. So if they had to give us weight fast and all that shit, I try, I thought I had figured it all out. You know, what I didn't calculate on War of the Worlds too was I didn't really have to be nice uh, to people in my alliance who were on the other team closer towards the end. So I didn't have to worry about protecting Rogan and CT um, and D as much. I should have just been like, eh, you know, we're close enough to the end. Like, fuck it. But I was so hell bent on staying true to all my people and I didn't need to be, but whatever. That's the one thing I, I was talking to Rick about is like, Paulie's loyal. If nothing else, Paulie is loyal. He's stuck with everybody. Who he said yeah. he was going to go with, he went with. Yep. No, it's, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, look, Polly, I think a lot of things could be said uh, by different people if they want to. But one thing is that you're not unloyal. And I don't think I've ever heard you lie to someone. Like, if you're going to put them in, you tell them you're going to fucking put them in. You yeah. don't bullshit around the corner. And I appreciate that. Like, to be able to be that confident and put it out on front street and be okay with the blowback that may or may not happen because of your confidence. Yeah. I can really appreciate that. And I, I, yeah. I do think it's something that's missing on the challenge. I, I really wish that, you know, and now, and now mind you, it's, it's not my job. Right. But like, I, like on, <laughs> on war of the worlds too, there was a board where everybody's names were. Yeah. And the two teams had their names set up and then whoever was going into elimination their names would be in there. I was such a fuck. I, I play such a fucked up mental game, but it's, I love it. I would take people's names and I would put them up on the board. Like, so they knew. And like when they would have to walk, when they would walk by the board and like, yeah. the thing is like, there was multiple people at a time and I kind of knew when it was going to be a guy's day and a girl's day. So I would sit there and I would line up exactly the order in which everybody was going to go home. And I did that like, I would say right when I knew that I had gotten into Idris's uh, ear enough to throw Laurel in instead of Kara, yeah. I started doing that. And I put, I put Laurel's name up. And <laughs> that, was, that one, I was just sitting there like praying, just being like, oh, please, God, like I hope she goes home. Because <laughs> like once that happened, I was like, 
Yeah. If she goes home, the game's mine. Like, yeah, there's a couple loose ends oh, yeah. that I got to tie up, but the game's going to be mine. Yeah. You know, like, the, like I, I don't know. I, I don't want to call all these people stupid, but they're not intelligent. You know, it, they're very obvious when they want to make moves and when they're trying to make moves. It's crazy to me. Like I, a five-year-old could see one of their moves coming from like a million miles away. And I was actually, you know, shocked that, um, that it was so obvious in there. And I would do the same thing on War of the Worlds 1 before every daily. I would, uh, before we'd leave to go to the daily, I would like come shooting out of my room. I'd be like, all right, everybody. So I'm about to win this. You guys could start politicking me on the bus. But at the end of the day, you're going into an elimination tomorrow. Good luck. <laughs> and then we'd go on the bus. And then we'd go on the bus and I would just be like clapping all this shit, like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, get there, fucking win the daily. Because <laughs> I think I, I wore the world's one. I won the first four in a row. So yeah, like, you guys yeah. killed it. After that, it was already set in people's heads. Just because sometimes you got to go out there and you got to risk looking like an asshole. But if you pull off... Yep what you're doing in those situations in the game, it plays it like, like the ripple effect from it to other competitors. Like it just, it sits in their mind and it explodes. You know what I mean? So it's like, while they sit there and they like pray, like, I really hope that he fucks up. I really hope that he dies. I really hope that he gets sent home. I'm sitting there being like, if I wear down their brains enough, they're going to like eventually just not think that they could even come close to beat me. That's why, you know, I had to give credit to, uh, uh, Jordan on War of the Worlds too, because he, he just wouldn't break mentally. He just wouldn't. And like other people broke like way faster than he did. He never did. You know what? I I caught a little bit of Jordan's live because of all the bullshit that's going on right now online. What's happening? And when the question, uh, uh, Jemmy start a Patreon to talk shit about Jordan and Tori's relationship and said half lies or like half spread truths. a bunch of lie, like half And so that- Jordan and Tori had to stop everything they're fucking doing to go live to dismiss all this, you know, and it's... It was ridiculous. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. But he, someone asked him a question about Kara. He's like the rivalry between you and Kara. And honestly, I wasn't expecting the answer from Jordan, but he goes... I respect the rivalry have. I like the rivalry we have because he feels from what he said is the rivalry is out of respect of competitiveness. Like I know she's good. She knows I'm good and we might not get along and we might butt heads, but we respect each other and we respect the rivalry. And it's interesting, you know, say hearing you say what you're saying uh, about him in one yeah. worlds too. Yeah. Well, you'll never hear any male competitors give me that kind of credit because everybody knows that has played with me that, I'm extremely hard to beat. So yeah. like you may, you may, you know, beat me in a final. Uh, you know, I may purge myself right before a final, but I mean, nobody has yet to step up to the plate and actually do the deed of sending me home. You know, like everybody can argue about final reckoning and the redemption house, but Hey, those are the cards that I was dealt. Yeah. If you could honestly look at the eliminations that I lost that season and say, Paulie's fault, more power to you. But, uh, but everybody knows that. And, and I think that's also where I get a little bit uh, spicy online is because I see these male veterans who gave me such a hard time, uh, who never want to give me the credit of at least being like, yeah, that motherfucker's good. Like, he may yeah. not have won yet, but he's fucking good. And you know, Jordan did one interview, and it was like before that, where he basically said, I'm a combination between Wes and Johnny, only an athlete version of it um he said (laughs) so the politics and the manipulation and the mind games combined are dangerous but he's the only one because after that it becomes in my opinion what all these guys do is they want to hype up all the people that they know that they can beat 
So that's why they'll credit some of these people where you're like, why the fuck is this person giving this person credit? Why are they giving this person credit in an interview? Why are they giving this person credit publicly? I mean, it's pretty easy. Who would you who would you rather run a final against? The current male finalists without, you know, CT, of course, the current male finalists, or yeah. if you had to run a final against a Theo, a Turbo, a Pauly, a Jordan, like all these people. You know what I mean? You're not going to give credit to people who can beat you in a final. You're going to give credit to the people that you can beat in a final because you want people to think that when you beat them, you're accomplishing some crazy feat. You're not. I've noticed that in gameplay. Um, we've talked about it in previous recaps, which it's, you know, you watch the older seasons. Bananas wasn't taking, the, he wasn't trying to take CT to a final. He was trying to take Jenny and, you know, whoever the fuck it was. You know, I'm not, yeah. some guy who did one season, I'll never be back, you know. And <laughs> because they were going in the, you know, not trying to test themselves, just to improve their, you know, their record. And I understand where you're coming from on that. I, I can yeah. see it. And I'm sorry, it sucks that uh, Jordan and Tori had to, you know, go and do that. I mean, like, listen, like whatever, teach their own uh, with that. I personally don't get involved on shit that's going down. I mean, and I, I think over the course of the past three seasons, I, I've had multiple opportunities to open my mouth on people who have not been kind to Cara or myself or our relationship. But no matter what, I feel like taking the high road in those situations is something that I would always uh, do. Like, it's not cool to put people's personal lives on blast. Yeah. And especially if you're, if you're not perfect and if you've got skeletons in your closet and if you kept your mouth shut about other things that have gone on. It, no, yeah. 100%. Look, I agree. I'm not, I, I won't pull any punches. I'm not a fan of Jemmy. Never been a fan of Jemmy. I've seen the shit that Jemmy said to you, which in my opinion is complete fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean, and in my personal opinion, she does whatever she can do to try to stay relevant in the world because she can't do it competitively on the show. This guy hey, listen, man. Me. You said you said it, not me. I don't need her freaking talking about me. Like, I, I, like I, listen, like, I, I'm a nobody. She ain't gonna waste her time on me. If, so. if I even thank you, but if I even say her name, she's gonna do a fucking ten minute tangent on it, like, it, and then somehow convince her, her. She somehow convinces her fans that it's the other person trying to remain relevant, not her. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, don't don't yeah. put your energy towards yeah. it. It's not worth yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I do want to ask you this. Like, I understand you catching hate online because you are a polarizing figure. You really are because there's not a lot like you, like you've said. I don't understand Kara's hate recently because she has been one of the most loved people on the show. And I, I don't really understand the hate that she gets recently. Uh, I, is she, is she getting anything recently? No, I, I mean, recently. Listen, we, we don't really, see, we don't really see things like, the, like I, I tell Kara before I'm about to drop a bomb where I'm like, Hey, just so you know, this is about to go off. Like, <laughs> and it's only Fair on yourself. Twitter. And yeah. it's only yeah. like, you know, if I were, if, you know, if I record podcasts or, if, you know, if I'm doing an interview, like I just speak my mind and I'm just like, whatever. But Twitter, Twitter makes nobody money. Not the most <laughs> intelligent people live on Twitter. So like, I literally go on there just like, literally like just drop fucking bombs and then just like leave, uh, you know, go back, uh, you know, stoke the flames a little bit and then like leave again. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I don't see any, I don't see any hate, you know, coming cars way. Is, is there anything specific that you want me to address? Or do you want me to just speak on it uh, generally and where I think what I think has gone on? I want you. Yeah. Just in your general idea. I mean, cause look, I think a majority of people that are commenting on your guys's posts in a hateful way are fucking trolls. You know, I think that, 
half the shit that me and some of the other people see on there is people just that are off the fucking <sighs> off the edge more of just like a generalized kind of just what you think so growing up my uh, father always had something that he said to me he said if you're if you're ever getting bullied by a group of people he said you find the strongest person in the group he goes you punch them right in the nose and you fucking jump on them until people pull you off and you don't stop no matter how bad you're getting beat up and I never understood why he told me to do this but I always listened to him I always did it and what I found is that by doing that you then send a message to all the other followers of that person not to fuck with you but what you also send a message to is all the other people too afraid to speak up and defend themselves about that situation and about that person. So take that, fast forward it to now where social media is such a, a big platform, uh, bullies never get dealt with anymore. The only way that bullies are dealt with online is when momentum of what is considered a popular opinion, and when, when I say is considered a popular opinion, gets swayed, right? Yeah. So when you look at active people online, like you're looking, you're thinking about like what, like 1%, maybe less of the people who actually watch the show, uh, you know, so let's take uh, the challenge. Um, let's just call it a million, right? Just for easy mm -hmm. math numbers, yeah. right? You, you could do the math. 1% of a million is still a lot of people if they're active. Right. Absolutely. On, on a comment on this, right? The people on social media don't normally generally reflect people's true feelings and the feelings of the masses, what they're trying to reflect is what they think is the current popular opinion. And they want to be on board with the popular opinion. And then all the other people that don't agree with that and, you know, take this and apply it wherever you want. They're afraid to jump in and give the other opinion because they are afraid of being attacked, even though they're being attacked by strangers that will never have anything to do with their lives. What I've found is that, uh, people like to demonize me a lot, mainly because I, I see them for what they are and I don't back down from who they are. And I could care less about what they, what they say about me. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect, but I do claim to be a better person than these people. And I can say that boldly because I know these people. And it takes a lot to give credit to somebody you don't like. But in athletics, you are humbled more often than you're not. And you always have to give credit to somebody or a team or something that you don't like. So I learned that at an early age that, hey, if, uh, even if I don't like you, I'm not going to attack your character. I'm not going to make up lies about you. I'm not going to do these things. And when credit is due, I have to give you where you know, credit's due. What I think has happened in a nutshell, Kara uh, went through her challenge career getting bullied. These people bullied her. They were nasty to her. When she was in uh, fucked up relationships, they gaslighted her. When her and I, uh, what attracted her to me in the first place was my not give a fuck attitude and my fuck you, no matter what you're saying and trying to do to me attitude. I was the only person that stood up for her on Final Reckoning. And I was blown away because people who were there were supposed to be her brothers, you know, not to name names, but like all the OG vets that were there. that are like, Cara's my sister. I watched them allow this girl to, to, to fucking basically be, I, I don't even need to go there, but to no, me, I, it, and I didn't even know, like, I, I didn't even really know her other than, 
you know, there, but I'm like, well, I, I can't be the only asshole that fucking is thinking this way. And then I, when I spoke up, I was like, Oh shit, I am the only asshole that's thinking this way. Cause everybody else is worried about their game more than somebody that they consider to be close to. So once she realized that like, that's just who I am and I'd be willing to fight the entire house for something that I believed in morally, that's when all of a sudden she was, and like, you know, my conversation with her is always know who you are. Like you are you. And if anybody wants to make you not feel as, as though you are you, it's because you're up here and they want you to be down here so they could beat you at their own game. And then they want to try and step on you. Right. I'm yeah. like, and I never met an athlete that talked shit to the worst fucking player on the field. Never did it. No. You always talk shit to the best players on the field because you want them beneath you. But the way they went about it with her for so many years was it was a very cruel, fucked up, uh, bullying type of way, right? Once she realized who the fuck she was and no longer put up with that bullshit, what's the first thing that happens to people who are technically, I, I mean, let's call them narcissistic. Let's call them you know, abusive in a way. The first thing that they do is they try and tighten their grip on it. You know, so like abusive relationships, as soon as the girl wants to stand up to the fucking guy, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you think you're going to stand up to me? Boom, back down. And when they tried to swat her back down, she fought back even harder. Um, and that's not something that uh, they were used to. But instead of being like, you know what? We were pieces of shit to her for her whole career. Hey, we get it. We're sorry. Respect. It's... Yeah. No, I'm going to come at her character. And you want to know where she fucking got this from? That fucking guy. That guy, that piece of shit guy. You know, the piece of shit guy from Big Brother, the piece of shit guy from The Challenge. You know, the one who fucking, you know, cheated on this girl. Like, blah, blah, blah. It, the, the character. They focused yeah. on the character. They didn't, they didn't, they spun their narrative. And that's what they're good at because they're not good at competing. And with that, they were able to sway you know, people who spew that shit online. Do I think that's what people truly believe? No. Uh, do I think that people purposely just put out hate for engagement on our, you know, based off of our names? For sure. In what world can a troll account comment on a, a tweet that I do and, or put a tweet out there about me and get hundreds of likes or sometimes thousands? Yeah. What, other, what, other, what other castmates can they do that with? You know what I mean? We are, in the, the, we are in the generation of instant gratification. So they're not saying things because they truly believe it. They're saying things because they want that instant gratification of the likes, the retweets. Just like you see these kids on TikToks, they do dumb shit just because they want the views, yeah. right? Yeah. People don't actually believe this stuff, you know, and we don't pay attention to that stuff. You know, most, most T pages and most troll pages block people that support us because they literally only want the engagement to be, you know, like-minded people who hate us. Right. You know what I mean? So like I, me personally, I don't give a shit. If I have a large amount of the population that hates me and a large amount of the population that loves me and Cara has the same thing. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but isn't that called capturing the whole audience? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's part that, of being and polarizing. Isn't, and isn't that what's needed? Um, yeah. on anything that you watch, you can't, you watch a show on Netflix. That's not a reality TV show. If, you, if the person's not a good fucking character, you're not going to watch the show. Right. You know? Right. So in my opinion, I think people's hate for cars is just hypocritical because it's like, what 
uh, you you want to preach about strong women, you want to preach about independent women, but the second that a woman becomes strong and independent, all of a sudden she's a cunt. All of a yeah. sudden she's yeah. weak and it's because of the man. You know what I mean? And like, why is that a bad thing? If like the woman gives the man good qualities and the man gives the woman good qualities, isn't that what relationships are? You know, mm-hmm. trying to like make each other better and pull out the best in each other. You know, right, like right. people could say whatever the hell they want about me and Cara. Everybody knows that when you go into that house, there's two rules, right? And the first rule is you don't disrespect Cara. And the second rule is you don't fucking disrespect Cara, right? And those are my fucking rules. And I say that, I'm like, listen, you guys can fucking come at me as hard as you fucking want. I'll deal with that shit. The second you fucking come after the, my queen, her, you're dead. You're fucking dead. And I don't give a shit how much you beg afterwards. I don't care how much you say, oh, you know, come on, let's work together now. No, I'm going to remember everything you say and everything you do. And when you beg, and they always beg, when they go into elimination after elimination, they always beg when I'm fucking going after their heads. You made the mistake. You fucked up. You don't come after my family. You don't come after my woman. You don't come after my businesses. That's, those are my only three rules in life. You fuck with my money. You fuck with my family. You fuck with my relationship. I'm going to fucking bury you. And that's, yeah. and that's just how I live my life. And, if, and I don't care to be friends with these castmates. I don't give a shit. And neither does she. And right. if they want to be nasty because we don't want to get, we don't want to hang out with them. All right. Fuck it. Don't give a shit. Still not going to hang out with you. <laughs> right. No, you I know? like it. And, and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought this up because I was, I was going to ask you, um, while we're kind of talking about you got you and Kara, the last time we saw you guys on the show was War of the Worlds 2, obviously. And you guys absolutely ran the house. You guys ran the whole game. It was really quite, quite impressive. Um, but we haven't seen you guys back on since then. So let's throw you guys in a hypothetical house. How long do you think it would be before you guys have the biggest target on your back? Like, is that an immediate thing or how would you guys deal with that? Well, here's a funny thing that nobody knows uh, or haven't picked up on anything that I've done before any season that I've ever gone on. I always tweet out a hint of what I'm going to do on that season. Um, And if you, if you go back to like my tweets or whatever, like you'll know uh, what I'm talking about. Like uh, if I can remember war of the world's one, before we went there, I put out like a cryptic tweet along the lines, you know, that was going to say that I was going to dominate the game physically. And I did. And then um, before War of the Worlds 2, I put out a tweet, uh, something along the lines of like Picasso, but my masterpiece isn't even going close to being finished yet um, because I was going to show the strategic uh, side of things um, and the politics because I'm a very coachable person and I, I like to be a good employee if you will so before going on any season i would you know talk to the producers and i'd be like what more do you want to see out of me you know what do you want to see so after final reckoning it was like you need to prove to us that you are a competitor you know because you were you spent the whole time in redemption house and i'm like that's fair thank you after that the conversation was all right you showed us you could compete do you have strategy do you have politics all right like can you can you can you do that Right. So my goal going into every season is to be the person with the target on their back right away. And my thing is, and, and, and that's why I've always been so shocked at the feedback, because it's not like I don't talk shit leading up into whatever season <laughs> I'm going on to. <laughs> like any, yeah. any fan, any fan that's paying attention, 
I, I would sit there and I'd be like, this person's talking the most shit. If he is not the first person in elimination, then the other people are fucking assholes. You know, like you're an asshole. And yeah. I, I've almost gone into every season, like how Spartans used to go into war of like hoping they would die. I've gone into every season hoping that like they would just pull the trigger on me first so I could like just like fucking do what I do. And every time I've gone into a season, I'm just like sitting there, I'm like, it, it don't happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> like even even after, like I was I was so shocked because I threw I threw Johnny into the elimination on War of the Worlds too. He goes home. Yeah. We go on the bus. And you know, uh like Tori and Jordan like uh, had said something like, uh, oh, you know, Paulie, way to screw up the team. And I like was like, well, you aren't gonna do shit about it. And nobody on this bus is frankly gonna do shit about it. I'm like, this is my fucking game now. So what are you gonna do about it? Like, yeah. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You did this to Wes. Do something. And yeah. literally yeah. the next challenge, we won. Jordan and Tori were in the tribunal. And I'm sitting there like, it's going to be me. Like, right. It's a, hall, it's a hall brawl. We voted Baron, you know, or like I convinced UK to vote Baron. And I'm like, all right, are they going to throw me in? It's fucking, it's a hall brawl, like whatever. Yeah. They got two, they got two votes. Let's do it. Are you going to do it? Right. And then they don't do it. And these are the small little things that I wish, uh, the small little nuances that I wish fans would pick up on because why didn't they throw me down there? Well, because they knew I was going to fucking beat Bear in that elimination. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I, like, yeah. I, like, listen, I wrestled against Jordan in the house. I fucking smoked the kid. There's only one person who I can honestly say I would fucking sit there and be like, ah, fuck. And that's Turbo in elimination. Listen, oh, I've been in yeah. fight camp with this guy. I have literally fought this guy and wrestled with him and done jujitsu and i'm a pretty fucking sick ass martial artist and this dude makes me look like a fucking preschooler yeah he's just that he's crazy <laughs> i want wow. to ask this hypothetical you make the war of the world's one final over west and it's you theo turbo in there Ooh. how do you think it ends you know at that point in time in that point in time I, I was i was pretty fucking unbeatable if i didn't fuck up that um thing that last thing i mean shit i mean if like, listen, Turbo's there. If Turbo wasn't there, I was the first guy that finished the puzzle right after him. So mm -hmm. Car and I would have punched our tickets to the final um, together. Yeah. At that point in time, I, I don't know. I think the only advantage I would have had in that situation is just uh, my cardio was on another level that season. You know, like I, it was on another level. Like I, I, I it would have been a toss up between Turbo and I for that first and second place spot. But I guess we'll never know. Um, but he's yeah. he is probably he's the real deal in every aspect of what that word means. The man has never seen an elimination, and I fear for whoever sees an elimination against him because he thinks of things in a completely different way. And uh, and like I said, like he he's fucking good. He's fucking yeah. good. I mean, I think there's, I think it's a well, well noticed thing too, because, you know, I mean, I, we haven't mentioned it, but we, we run a couple of different Facebook groups and that's how we kind of got the idea to do the podcast was talking to some of the members and majority of the times, and I'm going to ask you this question here in a little bit, but we start talking about Mount Rushmore and there's not a lot of people that only do one or one and a half seasons and make the Mount Rushmore, but Turbo does, Turbo does consistently makes Mount Rushmore consistently with the fans. You know, yeah. and, and maybe it is because it's the hardest final, but I think there's something 
in him that people see and realize is different, like you said. Yes, and that's why I go back to you don't hear male castmates praising Turbo. No. You don't hear them praising me. You don't hear them praising Theo. No. You don't. In my opinion, Turbo, Theo, and myself, if if given the opportunity to do 10 or 20 seasons like the Johnnies and the CTs and the Wests, if you give us three that same opportunity, people will look at what Johnny, West, and CT did, have done, and been like, that was their era. That was the Johnny West and CT era of like domination and winning finals. And, you know, I mean, throw Jordan in there because he's won, uh, you know, fuck done. But you take us three and you give us 10, 20 seasons, you know, one of us is breaking the, the all-time record. And, oh, yeah. and the, other, the other two of us, it's going to be like a Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire situation yeah. on like who's going to break the other guy's records. And then out of the three of us, who would win, actually take the final crown of whatever? Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the, I mean, Turbo's always been in like another level of shape, but I think even seeing your evolution and getting in shape from going, getting ready for the Olympics with bobsled to, you know, playing soccer and seeing you slim down as much as you did for War of the Worlds too, but seeing where you're at now and how you said you're at about 185 and, and being able to carry that for endurance and then seeing like the improvements that Theo's made and talking about when he was in the house, he was at the worst shape of his life. And to see, you know, what it would be like to see you guys all at your peak. I think it would be a hell of a fucking season. Okay. It's interesting because athletics doesn't always translate to the challenge. And we've seen that with um, champs versus pros. We've seen that with, um, you know, other uh, people who have played sports come on, which is why, you know, like if people really break down where the world's won, I had seven daily wins. Theo had seven daily wins. Turbo had six daily wins. Yep. Wes had six daily wins. Like people don't realize that like if Wes didn't win dailies, he wasn't making it to the end. All the other OGs went home early that season. Yep. You know what I mean? Carr and Wes are the only ones that made it. Yeah. And Carr won a shit ton of dailies also, right? Like mm-hmm. that group of cast members was just on a different level and i thought that with how popular that was going into war of the worlds 2 and then you sprinkle in a jordan slightly disappointed that it was a team format because i think that another like individual or paired format would have just been insane with that level of talent on that yes, season yes oh my yes. god um, yes like that's why those finals and those dailies on those two seasons were so fucking hard because you know, the showrunners knew we could fucking do crazy shit with these people. Like, motherfucker, I, I jumped, we were jumping on tires on the back of a fucking monster truck going fucking 35, <laughs> 40 miles an hour. That's fucking cool. We're yeah. swinging across, passing rings on two 18-wheelers that were going 60 miles an hour. That was such a cool like, challenge. Like, the challenges on War of the Worlds 1, I haven't seen challenges like that uh, since. I haven't seen dailies like that since, right? Yeah. You know, even the dailies on War of the Worlds 2, you know, they were awesome, but it was a team format, right? But yeah. those two finals on War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2, I've watched the past two finals, and I'm like, I mean, shit. I, I fucking would have loved to have been in, in the cold and, and had it be that short. And motherfucker, I got heat, I got heat stroke. And then TJ was like, and uh, so we still got a whole nother day. 
and uh, you guys are going to be chained together, and you guys got to run uh, two laps around this island that are that is six miles for a total of twelve miles. So I'm like, I'm like, I just had heat stroke the day before. Thankfully, my body like fucking like went into survival mode. I'm like, and now I got to run a fucking half marathon with chains. Uh, yeah. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, it was a humbling experience for me because I'm like, shit. I mean, like, I I was 100% ready for the War of the Worlds one final. I, I, I know that within my heart. War of the Worlds 2, I'll even admit it afterwards that, like, you know, I mainly had to keep up the confidence for my team. But I knew I wasn't in the same kind of shape on War of the Worlds 2 that I was on War of the Worlds 1 because I was doing so much fucking running around and it was so stressful. And I was the only one, like, fucking putting the pieces in place. Um, is, and it was a lot. And, uh, and I did not – I drifted away from – running because that tie heat was fucking brutal oh god I See, fucking brutal. yeah 100 no. humidity 100 degrees out i couldn't imagine running in that shit no it heat and humidity like that benefits like if if i like it if i was smarter i would have just bulked the whole season yeah. i would have just bulked the whole season and just kind of like ran a very slow pace but just bulked i would have put on a lot of fat because that would have helped me in the final because the fat would have helped save me um, from everything that was more going energy, on. Yeah, I, it just would have gave me everything to burn. Yeah. So like, yeah. it would have been all right. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm ready. You know, for whatever there is uh, at this point, I kind of feel like I've I've tweaked any time I've been on, and I think this time away, even though I don't I don't fully agree with the circumstances and how it happened, it's been a blessing. Uh, it's been a blessing for me to kind of see things from a different scope, uh, know my role in my head of like, all right, you've done X, Y, Z, try and do this this time around. Uh, see what you can do in this realm. So I would 100% make myself a target immediately. Um, We're here for it. <laughs> so I, we kind of brushed on this and, and I want to get your opinion because we ask every single person that comes on this question and i want to hear your take on it so we ask them what is their mount rushmore for the four males and i think you've pretty much given us three of them uh <laughs> with turbo theo you gonna put yourself on that that list no no, no 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 i no i'm not even gonna i mean like listen i can't i can't even put theo on it because theo has one i'm just saying given the opportunity later given the opportunity yeah right, yeah you know if i had to pick uh right now I would go uh, Turbo. I would go um, Darrell. Oh, yeah. I would okay. go Jordan. And I would go. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a toss up. You want to do that five, right? Well, it's, it's kind of a toss up because, you know, like it, it's like CT is obviously on the Mount Rushmore, right? But it's like yeah. you can't not put Johnny on the Mount Rushmore with seven, you know, regardless of what people say about team wins and all that shit. Like, Right. Yeah. There still wins. Yeah. It's still it's, it's still seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's seven. It's like, exactly. So like you know you can't you cannot put him on. If I had to take somebody down, it, I'd have to I would have to take Jordan down. You know, and just keep it with the two OGs or the three OGs in there, and then have Turbo Turbo in there because you know it, it it's if if Turbo Theo and I haven't been had been on like these past three seasons i mean like it, we would have been passing for back and forth championships in my opinion 
you know, I, and Turbo would have at least gotten one or two more. I think that's a fair assumption. I mean, yeah. look, the total madness, Jenny smoked everybody in that fucking field. Everybody. Yes. You know what I mean? It, and it's a joke in a whole nother story that she hasn't been back on, um, in my opinion. Ridiculous. The double agents one, I think you keep it a lot closer than Leroy does against CT. I, I mean, you oh, know, yeah. in that situation, you know, give you a 50-50 shot. I mean, look, we talk about with CT and eliminations is you got a 50-50 shot against him in finals. You got a 10% shot against him getting in the final, right? But if you're at the right athletic ability and you know what you're doing and you've got experience running finals, that obviously improves your, I think, your odds, right? Mm -hmm. Because experience reigns key. So I think, you know, you having that list is a pretty solid list. But what about your Mount Rushmore for women, top four? Uh, yeah, obviously, Cara. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah uh, I would have to say, even though I, I, like, I absolutely can't stand, I detest this human, but she is good. Uh, Laurel. Mm-hmm. See, that goes back to not liking somebody, but giving them credit. I like that. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. And, and, and trust me, I, I absolutely, I detest. <laughs> and I don't, I don't use that word often, but I, det- <laughs> I detest, I detest her. And I didn't think I would, you right. know, yeah. like when she came on the team, I was like, she's a beast. Right. And when other dudes would yell at her on War of the Worlds too, I would tell them to shut the fuck up. And she witnessed that. So for me, when she came off and she just ran with the narrative of the people that didn't like me, just because I got her thrown into an elimination and she lost, I was just like, you kind of suck, but you're a good ass fucking competitor. Yeah, Um, that's fair. That's a fair comparison. So uh, I would put her on there. If I had to put in like a new school, um, newer school uh, person, I would, I would put, I would put Jenny in there. Just kind of keep it consistent. And then, um, I mean, when you look at, like, good competitors, there's some people who only got, like, one one win. But, I mean, I feel like on the female uh, field of things, like, having two wins is a lot. Having three wins. Like, Veronica is, like, the only girl that has three wins, right? And those were all team seasons. Evelyn also has three. Evelyn, yeah, because I was going to say Evelyn would have been my – last one um right but i kind of once again i also feel like if if cook came back as a consistent competitor oh my god she would have multiple championships yes agree absolutely 100 yeah. so, i think cara and cook have a little bit more experience running rivals too they beat paula and emily s yeah i mean and i know emily s has a lot of fans and you know she's a hell of an athlete and a hell of a competitor but you know, Kara's proven over the years that she is one of the best athletes. And yeah. I think Cook, given the opportunity, would prove that as well. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, Cook was a uh, high-level soccer player also. Yeah, she um, was. Yeah. She was, yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and the thing about Kara that most people don't know is, and I think she gets it from her father, because this motherfucker uh, wakes up at, like, 5 a.m. and starts building and doesn't stop building <laughs> until like 7 p.m. And it's just like methodical. Like we showed up, we showed up uh, at his house like over the summer. And he's like, hey, you know, I built a, uh, I built the racetrack. <laughs> and we're like, we're, we're like, where'd you, where'd you build the racetrack? And he's just going, hey, it's in the backyard. The dude built a fucking quarter mile racetrack just for his goat carts to like fucking zip around in his backyard. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, and he's just you know he's old he's old Sicilian, so like he's just got like so she, yeah. you know, like me, 
to to operate at the level that I operate on, I am getting like the full treatment from like chiropractors and fucking acupuncturists and like everything. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to like jinx her, but the funny, she doesn't get injured. She's like a bowling ball. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. she never gets she never gets sick. This past week was the first time I've ever seen her sick in my life. Wow. Ever. It's crazy. Like yeah. I like when I used when we would travel, I would I always get sick. I just get sick. Yeah. Like it's just me. Never get sick. And like uh never has anything ailing her. She, you know, I don't want to say her age or anything. She might be listening, but everybody knows her age. Okay. <laughs> but like doesn't have to go to the chiropractor, doesn't have to get any of the shit that I get. She's always just sitting there being like, You always got something wrong with you. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not gonna lie. At some point, I was hoping we were gonna get blessed. Like she'd walk by, you would you would hit her with the car dance. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest; those are like the classic fucking videos those. of you guys. I oh love my god! So much. It, see that, and like that's you know, that, like we're we let little spurts of of what we are out. Yeah. Um, Your you know, TikToks though, come on, those are hilarious. I love them. They're golden. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like TikTok, I'm like, you know what, like, let's just fucking be funny. Like, I, I like, I, you know, like, let's just do what makes us laugh and see what yeah. happens. I like you know? it. I like it a lot, you know, because we get like, like you said, you know, we get that competitive side of you guys on the show. Um, your guys' IG and stuff is is a lo- very, um, you know, kind of business oriented with your tennis scape and just all that stuff, um, you know, and then we get TikTok where we get, you know, that fun, silly, goofy side of you guys. And it's just, it's kind of cool because we get... You know, if if you're following you guys on all these different platforms, all these different things, you kind of get that full encompassing view, um, or at least a more full view of what you guys are really like. And and I yeah. like that you guys do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Car is not on Twitter. I mean, and if people only follow me on Twitter, then like it, they, I like I literally I only have a Twitter, and Car's like delete your fucking Twitter, and I'm like, Cara. <laughs> yeah. I I was like I I was like listen. I said when it's finally all done for us. I said, I'll delete the Twitter. I said, because yeah. I only go on there to fucking troll challenge fans. <laughs> I'm like, and, 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 good fucking job, dude. Yeah, and, and, and to piss off, you know, current and former castmates, you know, cause I like, they listen, I've watched these people have people dog them in their interviews and laugh at them in their interviews and make fun of them and all that stuff. And like <laughs> Kumbaya online, all I have to say is, yeah, I, I think these people are weak and the whole world melts down. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Look, I'm I'm gonna, like, if you guys kept that same energy with with each other, we we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. Right. Look, I'm gonna be honest. So I would pay money to see you go against some of those, some of the other OGs. Not necessarily like you know, like Ace after he blew out his back after one one yeah, pole yeah, wrestle, yeah. but like <laughs> against like you know Darrell and you know dude, Marker because oh God, I think so fun. That's what every fan wants to see, right? They want to see those big name matchups. Like all anyone talked about was CT and Fessy. Like, let's see the hall brawl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what the fans want. Yeah. At the end of the right. day. And, and that's, and I remember, you know, watching, you know, when my, when my dad would have it on back in the day and, and like, you, you didn't watch it to see like the tiptoe, you know, like you watch right. just kind of be like, when are they going to fucking, when are they going to clip yeah. each other? Or when is the house going to be like, these two should go against each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. How can people get excited if every single elimination, there's one layup in it? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. how, how can you get excited watching the dailies where 95% of the people have two left feet? 
I understand the aspect of like, you want to see regular people doing this shit, but like, I, there's a lot of coordinated regular people. Like right. there's a lot of beasts. Like you go to the Montana uh, CrossFit gym that uh, car trains at, there's fucking monsters there. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet. And, like Montana people are just like built different. I'm like sitting here, like we're two East coasters, like out here. These people are like mountain bred. I get lapped on yeah. mountains by like 50 and 60 year olds. Just like, oh, is this your first hike of the day? This is my third. And I'm just like, fuck you, old man. Like, just carry on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's like, there are, there's a ton of people that I know for a fact would make great TV. Um, yeah. Just because they're competitive, they fucking take no shit, and they're coordinators. Fuck, nobody wants to see assholes do fucking do challenges and fucking layups and eliminations. Nobody wants to see that shit. You talked a little bit online uh, with your brother on Twitch and on Instagram Live about if there was going to be another Bloodlines, would he do it? You picked up your phone and mouthed a certain word to him when he, uh, you didn't like his answer. So is he going to do another Bloodlines? Are you going to be able to talk him in or is he going to continue to be a pussy about it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, it's, here's the thing. That was his word, not I mine. Think, Listen, I think I, I don't know. It's an interesting situation that he's in, right? Yeah, gotcha. he he, yeah. he basically goes down as like the goat of Big Brother. Yeah, he's up um, there. He definitely is. He, yes, he is. He 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 knows if he's my partner, the heat's on us. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Now the thing is, if push came to shove, and I was like, dude, fucking kidding me, not gonna do this. Yeah. Like, what do you want me? Who do you want me to take? Fucking cousin Craiger. Look, I think, I think, in I think my opinion, yes, but I think he's gonna, I think he would be a pussy about it at first. I think he'd be like, and be like, listen, bitch, shut the fuck up, let's go. I think, dude, honestly, Cody's was great on Big Brother both seasons. I think he would be much, I think he'd be better on the challenge. Oh, I think, yeah. it, I, I think so too. He, he was also a division one athlete and a professional athlete, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah, his thing is. He's just like, Paulie, I don't like the chaos as much as you do. You know what I mean? Right. Like he likes, yeah. you know, he likes to be chilling. Like he's not, he's not the, he's not the altercation kind of guy. Now that he can hold his own, the motherfucker can fight. I know this. Right. <laughs> but he, he's not going to go in there looking to cause chaos on people. Mm -hmm. Like he wants it to be chill until he's yeah. got to make a decision. He wants it to yeah. be chill until somebody starts talking shit to him. Whereas yeah, I would see, like kind of welcome that. And, and he would just kind of be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm just trying to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, well, see, and that's why, that's why a bloodline would be perfect because you could handle all the chaos and all the shit and he could mm -hmm. just go take a nap in the back room. <laughs> uh, uh, we are two opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to the, the personality there. So it would, it would definitely be an interesting dynamic. It would be more so of him kind of being like, what the fuck? and me kind of like making it like doing something like fucked up and they just be like dude that was fucking funny right and be like no it was not funny <laughs> it was not funny to do that <laughs> dude, so we, we have three sons so like hearing this oh, it's gosh. like it's like kind of an intro into our lives you yeah. know what i mean it, it we were we were terrors growing up like terrors oh yeah uh, you know so good luck three but, sons but the, thank but the you, thank <laughs> you we're gonna need it but the competition side though like you two together on a team. If, yeah, yeah. I don't I know agree. if it would matter that people would come after you guys because you guys would just absolutely murder. I can't think of really anything that you guys wouldn't absolutely murder almost everybody else at. 
yeah, that, you know, he, we do have it. We have a yin and yang. Um, you know, we were very blessed to play, play uh, soccer with each other in uh, high school. And if um, some piece of shit coach in college didn't fuck it up, we would have been playing in college as well. But oh, our shit. dynamic was, we just, we, it, for being two years apart, we almost had like brains, like identical twins. Like we, he didn't have to call for the ball. I knew where he was going to be. Yeah. Same thing. You know what I mean? He played offense. I played defense and it was just a feeder, you know, right. I'd win the ball right to him. He'd score. You know what I mean? It, I would yeah. love to share a stage, you know, with him again somewhere, you know, like, I, like as much as people want to talk shit, like, you know, I, I kind of feel like the, the Califuri name is, is, is a household name in reality TV. And, um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot, a lot left on the table with us, you know, and plus I, I cannot, I cannot bear the thought of having kids, him having kids, and him fucking saying at Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah, I won this, but Paulie never won shit. I would fucking, <laughs> I, like, there, there are very few things in the world, but like, I, I sit here and I'm like, listen, I have to, I have to win. Next yeah. time I'm right? there, I have yeah. to fucking win because I'm not going to sit there later in life. I can't sit there and like at a family sale, just be like, yeah, well, mom won something. Uh, Uncle Cody won something and dipshit fucking dad didn't win nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it was fucking, you know, hey, hey, everybody, we're at the let's relive the, the times that uh, we all won something. And it's like you play cars, fucking shit. You play cars, shit. And then it's like, well, what about you, dad? And it's like, well, daddy didn't win anything. And it's like and then they're just like, oh. I can't do it. Me and well, I'm too competitive with Cody. We're too fucking competitive. He, his team beat me in college, even though my team made the NCAA tournament and went way further. I'll never live it down that he fucking beat me. Never, yep. never live it down. Oh yeah. So, all right, I'm going to hit, um, this is going to be a hard question. At least I think it is, but I want to hear your answer. Who's a better host, TJ or Julie Chen? Oh shit. I think they <laughs> both fit their shows perfectly. I agree. I agree. With that. We I, talked I about that. Answer. They couldn't do each other. Yeah. The opposite show. Yeah. If you flip yeah. them, it wouldn't work. No. Yeah. They both do their shows perfectly. I mean, I, I, I had the same feeling when I met both of them. All right. Awesome. That's fair. I yeah. That's really fair. Yeah. That's fair. With that being said, you've done BB, you've done the challenge. Would you ever think about doing like another reality show, like amazing race or survivor or something like that? Um, I don't want to do any shows where you can get voted out. You know, unless the only way I would do it is if I knew like going in there, like I, I was just going in there just to fuck it, be on vacation, essentially. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Like a relationship building experiment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like something like that, just to see if like I could do this whole likable social game thing. But <laughs> the, <laughs> the, like you I get amazing this. race might be it. Cause you could, you know, you could be like, you don't have to work on teams. There's no politics. It's like, fuck you. This is my cab. I'm taking it. That's a fair point. Could do that. Yeah. And listen, there are other rules in other countries. So you technically could punch somebody in the face. To get a yeah, exactly. <laughs> that really shake things up. I love it. I love it. Start bringing in eliminations real yeah. quick. In like, an amazing race. Listen, it's not considered an assault in Croatia, punching somebody in the face for a cab. So you can't oh apply New York. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> now that we've kind of gotten through everything, I'm, I'm curious You've, you've spent a lot of time on TV through Big Brother, The Challenge. When all of that is said and done, what do you want your legacy on The Challenge and, the, and Big Brother to represent? What do you want people to think about when they think about your time on reality TV? I, I almost want it to be two pieces. 
one, artistic in nature. So you know how throughout the years people interpret art in different ways. So I want it to be artistic in nature that when people go back and they rewatch Big Brother 18 and they rewatch X on the Beach and they rewatch all the challenges that I've been on, they can sit there and they can look at it through a different lens and just be like, wow, I actually missed this the first time I watched it around because I was in this place and because this is what was going on uh, in my life and in the world. And this is what I attributed it to and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and the second one is, uh, you know, I, I listen, I, I want to chase, I want to chase things and I want the legacy to be uh, the conversation that everybody has till this day uh, between LeBron, Kobe and Jordan. Um, and now they're even throwing Stephon Curry into the mix. Right. Yeah. I want there to be a constant revolving door of like, who, who is the greatest of all time? My checklist, as I've been doing the challenges and, you know, the only thing that truly hurts me being off these past, you know, three seasons and now granted, you know, I was able to be training for the Olympics. So that kept me busy is that I set a goal when I went in and I said, by the time I'm done, I want to have the most daily wins. Um, I have, I want to have the most elimination wins. I want to have the most final appearances and the most final wins ever. You know, I'm at, I'm sitting at like 20 now. So I'm about like 40 away from, I think the most, which I I think either Johnny or CT have, they're either up in the fifties or in the Mm sixties, you know, eliminations. I think Wes or Derek hold that title of wins for the men. At least I know Carr holds it for the women. um, And I think of all time, but I'm like 10, 10 or 11 away from that. You know, I'm seven finals away from the most appearances you know, and then at this point in time, seven wins away from the most uh, wins, um, right. you know, and I don't think it's out of the question, you know, even though I've aged shit, fuck, two years since you last saw me on TV. You know, I still think looking at how Johnny CT and Wes, are, you know, and even Mark Long and all those guys are still going. It's not crazy to think that I can't do it later in life and still pull off wins, you know, so I, w- I would like to be able to get those daily and elimination wins before I have to switch my game up to be more of a, you know, CT style game of like kind of laying under the radar, right? you know, and just making it to a final where you could Tom Brady that shit. Um, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's where I want to see it. I want people to look back on it and be like, man, did I really actually hate him because he was a piece of shit or like, you know, did I hate him just because of what the fucking current climate at the time was and how castmates painted him you know right. i think in the three seasons that have been off a lot of castmates that have painted car and i a certain way have exposed themselves for being trash so it, they've thrown away their credibility that they were able to hide behind when the focus point was us same thing with uh, my season of big brother a lot of people um who were you know loved on my season have shown themselves to be pieces of shit and assholes. Right. I've stayed true to myself. I've, I've never said that I, when I compete, I'm nice to people. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Male, female, gay, straight, black, white. I don't give a fuck. I'm there to compete. I'm not going to fucking treat you differently just because of anything other than there's money at the end of the tunnel. If, if on the challenge, sometimes only men win one and women win the other. Cool. Then, Hey, ladies, we're cool. <laughs> I don't got to worry about <laughs> shit with you. Yeah. I will fucking, I will, I will pamper you 
I will fucking bring you guys food. I'll bring you guys water. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but if it's a fucking individual season and y'all are on yeah. that same block, I'm, hey, like don't, don't don't fucking be like, hey, why are you being so mean to me? I'm a woman. Be like, hey, we going after the same money? Because exactly, I got fucking exactly. Uh, so that's that's what I hope. I hope that the lenses could be, you know, shifted when when tons of other things aren't like, uh, you know going on with like castmates always trying to like fucking make it about people's character and, and all that shit. It's like, listen, we're fucking, it's a competition reality show people. Right. Like let's chill. Like anybody who was okay with Fessy getting thrown off this season, uh, shouldn't be watching the show anymore and they shouldn't oh. be casting on the show anymore. Cause you're, you're, you're part of the problem as to why the show ridiculous. has gotten the direction it's gone. Agreed. Yeah, that's, that was ridiculous. I mean, especially with the shit we've seen previously. <laughs> yeah. So Polly, before we close this out, we always want to give you the opportunity to tell people about some of the stuff you're working on, some of the stuff you want people to know about. Um, I know Tenscape's a part of it. I know you're doing um, some different types of like personal training online. Is that correct as well? Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we you know, we, we do it all in this household. <laughs> <laughs> stay you know busy. what I mean? We, we stay busy, man. Um, we, uh, so we got the event stuff. That's great. Uh, you know, we've, we've got some announcements coming up for the holidays. On the fitness front, I've got announcements coming up um, on the uh, on the holidays. Something that people probably don't know about that I've been doing since 2019 is talent management. You oh, know, wow. so uh, and I've kept that a secret for a reason, just because the nature of how the people on our shows get um, and yeah. everything. And I don't and I don't want anybody to ever feel intimidated or shamed uh, because they work for me. Uh, because at the end of the day, I make them a fuck ton of money, and that's all they give a shit about. And I don't need that to, yep. you know, <laughs> Listen, and, and like, I'll be announcing that uh, next year, um, like, uh, like in a more way where you would see it, like from a marketing standpoint and a business standpoint, just because it's at a point where you can't touch what I'm doing. You know, I've, right. yeah. I've already set it in place. I've built it through word of mouth only the way the old school way um, of, of building businesses, which is how I know how to build businesses. And uh, just delivering uh, on like superior, uh, you know, products. I mean, sh- like I'll, I'll never, I'll never say people that I represent in shows that they that you've seen them cast it on, but they're out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love it, and, and that's it. Good so, for you, man. Yeah, yeah no, I love ma- it. I love seeing you know you guys not being just one dimensional. You guys having so different, so many different aspects that you're passionate about and that you're working on. I love it. It's. It's it's awesome to see. And it's I love seeing people get what they want and go after what they are passionate about. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Without any further ado, I think you know we can wrap it up. Th- thank you so much, Polly. Honestly, we can't tell you how much it means that you came on, sat here, and hang out, hung out with us for a couple hours, and just bullshitted about everything. It really means the world. It's been so much fun to meet you. Um, I know we kind of didn't really touch on this, but we've all been long-term Challenge fans. Um, Rick and I are also Big Brother fans. Our kids are Big Brother fans, and so like even when we told them, like, hey, we get to meet Polly from BB18, like our kids were like, what? Yeah. So, you know, it, it means a lot. We really appreciate your time and everything that you were willing to talk to us about. And uh, yeah, just thank you, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys. I appreciate y'all's time. I mean, hey, we're all getting up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. So, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Stay so, on the ground so, one way. I, I, pre- yeah. I appreciate you guys. So, yeah, you know, if you guys ever need anything, let me know. Uh, it's been cool. It's been fun hanging out. I thought I was going to be asleep uh, an hour ago. 
but you kept it <laughs> well, fun. I'm glad, so I'm glad we didn't bore you, to you too guys. much. <laughs> oh, Thank we you. appreciate that. We really do. Holy oh, fuck. my God. Was Good that not fire shit. or what? That was so fire. Like, I Holy had like shit. 30 questions, and I think we asked five of them. That was incredible. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours with Polly. Wow. Awesome. He, he gave us a timetable of an hour. Yeah. And then we turned it into two and a half because he just loved Yeah, the he atmosphere. even said. He even said he had so much fun, like, t- just talking with us and... Dude, let's wow. do it again. Stay in touch. He even I said, love it. stay in touch. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. That I was so much fun. You know what I just realized? What? I didn't get to pitch my season 40 idea too <gasps> long. Oh my god, we made it through an interview without Rick pitching season 40. Wow. It's a good thing I'm in his Polly DM. Back. We can right? message him back and be like, hey, we need 10 minutes. Yo. We'll turn that into an hour. And yeah, we'll it'll get... be another two-hour yeah. episode. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, because this isn't going to get released. I mean, people are going to start to know, but can I talk about who we have a guest, uh, who, we ha- who we're who having as a guest Saturday real quick? I mean, yeah. This will be released it... before that comes out. Yeah, so. I just find it so fucking cool that we are talking to Polly and then we're doing a recap with Marlon, and then... They're going to be doing a live together talking about mental health. I mean, what, just what, when is their live? Do you know? I, I'm going to have to double check. We'll post the link with this episode. Yeah, we're going to post on all of our pages so nobody misses it. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. links for everything um, posted down below for everything that Polly's doing. So, guys, with that being said, we started this at about eight twenty our time. It's now eleven o'clock. So, for myself, my wife Karina, the beautiful, the sensual. Joshua Chambers. Oh God. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We want to thank Polly so much for giving us that time. We want to thank Kara for letting Polly give us extra time past his bedtime. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We are forever in your debts and you've earned a new fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. 